0: hello and welcome to publish me monthly podcast series exploring the publishing process of the fantasy epic the will of the magi i'm your host keith f shovelin publisher of as21 media and joining me as always
1: is hello everyone this is paul dickinson russell the author of the will of the magi hope you're doing well this month
2: this is Brona Gaynor, the cover artist for Will of the Magi and general design consultant for AWS 21 Media.
0: And of course, our regular guest appearance
3: from. Corey Parker, editor in chief, 21 Media, LLC. All
0: right, welcome to chapter 30 of the Publish Me podcast. Now, this is going to be a slightly different episode than what you're used to getting out of us because we don't have a guest. Except for Corey. And we don't have a topic that we'll be going in-depth on. Instead, it's just going to be a conversation between the four of us. But first, we have big news from Paul! Paul, hit us with that big news!
1: I finished my editing! Woo! (laughs) Woo! And there
0: was much rejoicing.
1: I I officially emailed everyone the final updated manuscripts... I emailed like 45 minutes ago, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, Corey, you have received not the final third, but the entire
3: thing. Oh, that's fantastic. Woo! Yay. Congratulations. Does that
2: mean you have got to start editing from scratch or.
3: Well, not from scratch, but yeah, it does mean I have to do the actual work now instead of just talking oh, about it.
1: No. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
3: Well,
0: that means we have a possibility here. We have an opportunity. Since we have the finished book, uh, we were discussing this as far as we have the AS-21 annual coming out at the beginning of next month. And we were trying okay. to populate the excerpt section. Uh, and obviously, that would be putting a strain on you, Corey, but could, would it be
1: possible to include the first chapter?
3: Oh, yeah, the first chapter? That should be fine.
1: What do you think, Paul? I think that's absolutely a wonderful idea. I got no problem with that. All right. Now, are we, my one clarification on this are we saying first chapter as in chapter one or first chapter as in the prologue? Chapter one. Some people would chapter one. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off I there. I think but... the,
3: prologue, the prologue might be a little bit short to make it an excerpt.
1: Yeah. Okay. That'll
0: make it four excerpts in the annual as we're currently shaping up. So that's
1: fantastic. Thank you very much. when when you guys first see me, I think the first thing you're going to have to do is just punch my head into a wall for taking this long. Oh, no, we wouldn't
0: do that. (laughs) There might be some kicking involved, but I wouldn't punch your head into the wall. I won't hold it against
1: you.
0: (laughs) Well, it's okay. I think I I, I deserve it at this point. Well, it's okay, because Corey's been
3: busy, right, Corey? Yes, extremely busy, actually. So, your timing was actually pretty good from my standpoint.
2: How long is it going to take you to edit all 254,000 words? Uh, you know, not too long. Only, like,
3: maybe a year or so. You know, we'll get this thing going pretty fast. (laughs) One
2: word per day.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I think we almost just gave Keith a heart attack.
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in all seriousness though it will take a while cuz that's a lot of a lot of words uh the good thing is it's fiction and it's not non-fiction which is what I usually edit and uh at least half the work and the time involved in that kind of work is fact checking which I don't really have to do with Paul's book you know having read a good chunk of it already there's there's really not that not that many things I need to double check on. So it's going to go a lot faster than a nonfiction
2: book. Yeah.
0: Well, you you still have to make sure the characters' names don't change and, you know, exactly. the speaking patterns yeah. line up. And there isn't like one character has a sister that amazingly doesn't have a sister two chapters later or has a brother, or, you know, severed mm-hmm. arm. You know,
3: right. Or somebody gets introduced to each other twice i still have to pay attention to little details like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. But no, the key, the key thing watch.
0: is, we have the entire completed manuscript through the author's edit, through the beta readers, and now it's ready for the completion of the proofreading by Corey and the formal editing process. Ooh. Woohoo! <laughs> so I'm just going to tentatively say probably early 2018. To give ourselves enough
3: time, I I think so.
0: Okay, all right. So Uh, maybe in time for your birthday, Paul.
1: That would be terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, for your birthday, I bought your book. Sign it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, now I can start working on more projects. Absolutely.
2: I could do like mid chapter illustrations (laughs) for you guys. That's an option.
1: Yeah, that's true. Ooh. or like those little images you have to have at the start of each chapter, like those things? Yeah, yeah. I love
2: those. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so I'm hearing you say,
1: I should email you the book too. I don't see why not. I, why not. I think I can do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll do that at the end of the podcast.
0: All right, so this is the September 2017 edition of this podcast, in case I hadn't gotten that point out just yet. This is chapter 30, and we're kind of just a hodgepodge catch-up episode. Uh, just quick rundown of how things are on the tweets and the Facebooks, or, you know, whatever you kids call them these days.
2: You twit face.
0: <laughs> yeah, on, so on Facebook, we're currently sitting at 119 likes. So that's pretty much where we've been at for some time on that, I believe. Yeah. Well, on the Twitter, we've been doing a lot of, uh, cross-promotional stuff across several of our Twitter feeds lately. So, All right. You publish Me, we sit at 47 followers on the Twitter feed. So that's at Publish Podcast on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Publish Podcast. And we do updates on that as we go through the month more often than what you may see in a, or hear on the podcast. And in fact, we shared something on August 31st that was an interesting story. Paul, can you fill us in on what happened there?
1: So hilarious thing is on the 31st my girlfriend goes out to dinner with uh, a friend of hers and some other random strangers and so she starts engaging with this one guy who was you know there at the table who really wasn't talking as much apparently and she started you know doing what all wonderful significant others do and marketing my work (laughs) and so he's like oh that's cool hang on and he pulls up the Indiegogo campaign that we launched and completed. And he's like, You mean this guy, right? <laughs> and it was like, Okay. Oh wow. And I was kinda just like floored by that. It was amazing just to to have that experience. And so I just blasted it and was super thankful for my girlfriend for Loving me enough to put up with me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's had to put up with you a lot more than we have, so... I can only imagine what she's threatened to do to you. Yeah, we won't go there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're painful. Okay.
2: That's awesome. You're sort of a celebrity.
1: I'm not sure how I feel about this. I just want to be an author, you know, write books and collect money. That's what I want. I don't want the celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) Or uh, you want an author's (laughs) author's
0: fame. You have a name that's well enough that you can get a table at the best restaurant, but you get the privacy that allows you to eat.
1: For me, though, anyone who's listening might beat me up for this, but I'm the kind of guy who's okay just ordering Domino's. Exactly. You know, Domino's is garbage for most people, but I enjoy it. (laughs) And I grew up in Jersey, so there's far better pizza around me than Domino's, but... Yes. Could, could have been worse. <laughs> you could have said Little Caesars.
2: <laughs> <Help>. oh.
0: <laughs> oh, No, 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 no. And no, no.
2: fighting words.
0: <laughs> and uh, Rana, you were busy with convention this weekend, right?
2: Yes, I tabled at Escape Velocity in D.C. Uh, I was selling prints of my artwork with another uh, illustrator, comic book artist named Kat Brenowitz. She's awesome the convention was like seven minutes from her house so we just i crashed on her floor and uh, it was a really good time after bre- breaking even on the table and the printing costs i made a profit of fifty dollars so oh, i'm nice. gonna poke in the air it with a sharp just... stick although my favorite part of that convention it was very small but all the people there were like super engaged super into it and like just generally really nice and fun my favorite part of that convention they had a Klingon jail. Now, nice. Paul, Paul knows what that is, but this is the first time I've seen it. Basically what it was. Uh, so you have a bunch of people dressed as Klingons, you know, prosthetic makeup, ray guns, the whole nine. And they have a booth that is a jail. And throughout the convention, people can go and pay the Klingons to arrest people on whatever charge they want. Like not being funny enough or just for the heck of it. And the Klingons <laughs> take you to Klingon jail. And for an additional fee, you can pay the Klingons to torture your your friend by singing Barney songs at them. Oh my! god. <laughs> so Wait, singing what? Barney songs. So every once in a while, Cat and I would just hear from the other side of the convention hall really gruff voices singing "I love you." you love me. <laughs> now, <laughs> it was magical. See,
1: this is where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> Klingons should only sing songs in Klingon. Absolutely. <laughs> if they they should have sung that song in Klingon. That that I draw the line there. Klingon <laughs> jail arresting people is fine. Torture fine. Singing a Barney song in English? No, it must be sung in Klingon.
2: <laughs> it was a it was a good time. And then the very next day after Friday Saturday Sunday of Escape Velocity, I went and worked uh, my day job. Quote unquote. At the Renaissance Fair, so I'm exhausted.
0: Well, at least you had some fun at the Ren Fair, seeing all the different costumes. So.
2: Yeah, I I love just people watching, and people get really awesomely creative with their garb. They've got like full on like Genghis Khan and like samurais walking around. The occasional Disney princess here and there.
0: I remember going with my oldest daughter when she was still a baby, and she was wearing socks that looked like tap shoes with laces on them. And we mm-hmm. were standing at a food stand, and the girl working the stand looking goes, "Ah, yonder child's leggings doth look like shoes." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, you really <laughs> keeping a carriage there. Nice.
1: Did you yeah. see that article about the four-year-old? No, what article about the four-year-old? The lake that they used to apparently oh, yeah. film the Python movie. This four year old girl pulled a four foot long sword out of the lake. Oh, so, so we have a new Queen of England, yes. <laughs> she pulled Woo, her right. Excalibur from the lake. <laughs> and she looks adorable and will be absolutely amazing at decapitating people from <laughs> the knee up. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the sword
1: is bigger than she is.
2: <laughs> is Braveheart's sword
1: castles. was bigger than he was. Yeah, that Don't was brave. Six four. His sword was six seven.
2: Well, there's a grand tradition of super long swords like Swihanders.
1: Those are nice and
0: pretty. <laughs> so, Corey, have you had anything going on,
3: um, I just got back from Rhode Island. Other than that, not really. I did go to the Ren Fair on opening day. Uh, did not see Rana, but I it was, was selling
2: cheesecakes high. on a stick by the Joust Arena.
3: Ah. Glamorous,
2: Ah. Red in Life. You did see The Jousting,
3: uh, the earlier show.
2: I haven't actually seen any of the shows yet because I'm, like, anchored to my booth.
0: (laughs) They they keep you there the whole day? You get breaks, right?
2: I I get breaks, but they're they're very short, and I usually spend them, like, shoving food in my mouth.
0: Not cheesecake on a stick, though.
2: No, because I am lactose intolerant. Uh (laughs) Which is just... Cruel, unusual punishment.
0: That's probably, How's you know, a taste? bit of security for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give the lactose intolerant girl the cheesecake on a stick, then you know she won't be eating them as <laughs> she's selling them.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Well, I know this past weekend I was doing a uh, driving tour across the Blue Ridge Mountains and down to Asheville, North Carolina with my family. But one thing I wanted to bring up. uh, So there's an interesting thing. Two weeks coming up here in Fairfax County, Virginia. It's the Book Club Conference. Found out about this while visiting my local library. It's sponsored by the local libraries and being held at the Fairfax County Government Center. They're going to have people speaking about books and you know, different type authors coming in to talk about with the idea of having members of book clubs come out and find out about new books they can get, find out tips about forming a book club, common meeting places, suggestions for activities and things. I kind of found out about it a little late in the game, but I'll be there. It's free to go, actually. And uh going to try to spread the word about many of the great AS21 titles. And I know there's a couple I'll probably be bringing with me, hoping to not be you know bringing copies home with me so we'll see how that goes and i'm sure paul's book will come up as a coming in 2018 finally <laughs> and then of course we are now uh getting all the promotional stuff for the next book fair we're going to which will be november 18th in charlottesville so it's an event hosted by friend and uh, former guest of the podcast carolyn o'neill author of kingsley she organized it with the help of the local chapter of the Virginia Writers Club, the Blue Ridge Writers uh chapter, and will be going down on November eighteenth, so it's a good reason to go to Charlottesville. Hopefully there won't be a I mean, obviously the desk will have far cleared by the time we get there. And we mm-hmm. get that I think we're one of two publishers that'll be there, but we have we're the only ones that have a full table, so ha. Other than that, we have coming up in October, there is a conference we usually go to in Frostburg, but we're going to skip this year because it's the same day as the Walk to End Alzheimer's on the National Mall. And We are, have a team organized for AS21. We're trying to raise $1,000 to help fight the spread of Alzheimer's disease. And as we say, hashtag save the stories. So, be sure to go to aoz.org and look up Walking the National Mall and look for Team AS21. Yeah, that's <laughs> coming up in October. Uh, also, this past weekend was the National Book Festival. I was out of town, so I missed it this year, unfortunately. And last year, of course, we had last year's September episode was me and my daughter walking around interviewing people there. And then uh, I've had some chances lately to be guests on other podcasts. So, uh, a couple of them posting this week. There was one that. Called the Happiness of Pursuit podcast, where it's all about people who have started a business or took on a project, and you know, discussing the the how it all came to be. And so I was, did the one record last week, and should should have posted on Wednesday. And then the other one, uh, as we're recording this, I have not yet recorded, I have not yet done it. But when this episode <laughs> posts, it will have been on. And that's me being a guest on the Think Opposite radio show on CTR Networks. That's broadcasted live on Wednesday the 6th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, where the guest, Alison Donahue, has people on to talk about looking at different things uh, from a different angle. And like having she wants to have on people that have viewpoints that are outside the mainstream, or in some cases, opposite of the mainstream. So I'm going on to talk about why tradition sucks so many wonderful traditions that are so utterly pointless and we still follow them because tradition tradition
1: Tradition. now do all traditions suck or just some
0: well i'd say
1: some because there are some good
0: traditions out there uh one thing i'm going to start off i for those that have already heard it or i'm going to start off right from the beginning and say let's just keep religion out of this because yeah. and otherwise we could spend a whole hour just talking about where religion has gone wrong. It's I not... mean,
1: people have been doing that for thousands of years, so...
0: so let's <laughs> instead talk about why there shouldn't be a penny and why everyone should be using dollar
1: coins. It's too expensive. Mm-hmm. It cost 3 just, cents yeah. to 4 cents to make every penny, and they only work for one.
0: Yeah, they make 285 million pennies each year, actually at a cost of 6 cents per penny. Oh, and, most, and most people just throw them in a pot in the corner and don't spend them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It, it goes on from there. So check that out. It should be archived on ctrnetworks.com after the fact. Give it a listen. <laughs> but obviously this episode was posting after that occurred, so you can't call in. So, ha, you missed it. Now, I do want say we did have a piece of viewer mail come in. And I'm going to go ahead and read it, even though we already answered the question. And it came in through the AS21 website. That's www.as21.com. Find the Publish Me podcast page at media.as21.com. So this was from a Karen Hawkins, who was the supporter of the Indiegogo campaign for the title, which is still going as an in-demand campaign. You're still able to pre-order your copies of the book in ebook, paperback, or hardcover, plus get the cover art in available in print person asked, I support the Indiegogo campaign for this title and was wondering how I access my copy. So, I, this was about eight days ago. I wrote her back saying, oh, the book isn't out yet. So, we'll keep her updated. Uh, we are posting, each one of these episodes are being posted to the Indiegogo campaign as updates. So, hopefully, the, our supporters are giving a listen to these episodes and keeping abreast of where we are and hopefully they'll be all be happy with the news of this podcast that The book is finally done. Edit, you know, with the first... Not just written, but a round of editing. So what was that word count again, Paul?
1: 246,821 words. Would anyone like me to hear the last sentence? Sure. Dare we? Sure. (laughs) It's rather funny because it reveals absolutely nothing. If it's the boats beat on
0: c so see into the past, I will punch you. No, luckily
1: it's not. The very last <laughs> sentence is a piece of dialogue. And all they say, and all the character says is, well, now we can. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> You're welcome.
0: <laughs> yes, we can. Yes, we can.
1: <laughs> I was kind of
0: thinking that as I wrote it. Uh-huh. That seems kind of similar to the final line in Dune, too.
1: History will remember us as wives. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> now, here's the other question you'd be following up with: How many times have I read Dune to so perfectly remember that?
3: <laughs> I'm impressed that you did.
1: Yeah. You
3: came up with it so quickly.
0: Yes. Yeah. I just read it like three weeks ago. I'm actually, I will be finishing Doom uh, Messiah tomorrow. So.
1: Oh, nice. I've read the paperback version of it enough times that the entire front 20 pages fell off. <laughs> and I don't know the number of times I've read the ebook version. Okay. Nice.
2: What is it about Doom that makes you reread really it so often?
1: The main character's first name
2: Paul. Oh.
1: <laughs> Paul Atreides, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute! Is that?
0: Yes, that is yeah, one of the yeah, David, uh, I, Yeah, Facebook. you're Atreides. I just, I just realized that your Facebook name is Atreides. Yep.
2: <laughs> I've never read Dune, so that joke it went over my
0: head. Well, I ju- like I said, I just finished reading it a few weeks ago, so I just now am getting that joke. So
1: I will say, like, my name on Facebook is three names. From, of three different characters from three different universes. Okay. So you got Atreides from Dune. The first, my first name, I'm not mentioning it because I don't want people looking for me. The first name is one of the main hero characters in another fantasy series. And my middle name is the main name <laughs> of a villain. In another uh, fancy universe. So it's Hero, Villain, Hero. And you are some kind of nerd. <laughs> and proud of it.
0: <laughs> well, what are you reading now,
1: Paul? I actually just finished a book, Jonathan Moeller's latest book, Swordbearer. Oh, uh, what's the name of that book now? Well, while you're looking it up, Rhonda, what are you reading right now?
2: Oh well, speaking of books, we reread very often. I just finished rereading "Cut Movies in Fifteen Minutes" by Cleo Linda Jones. The "Movies in Fifteen Minutes" started out on a blog page. And it's just a woman, Cleo Linda Jones, who summarizes popular movies with like snarky, sarcastic commentary, and so you can like get the gist of the plot, but also some very silly satire, and it's just a fun read like right before you go to bed just to relax.
1: Uh, I found the title of the book. Sevenfold Sword Sword uh, Sword Bearer by Jonathan Moeller. It took me five hours to read, I think. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And Corey, do you have time to do recreational reading right now?
2: Or?
3: Yeah, it's on my commute to and from work. So I just finished The Color of Magic, which is the first Discworld novel, Terry Pratchett's uh, series. I'm probably going to pick
0: that up soon. Probably might be Not my next fiction book, because I want to read some Dickens, but I'll get to him soon.
3: It's a very quick read. Uh, It's humorous in places. It's
0: good.
2: Terry Pratchett is my favorite author.
0: Yeah. Uh, So were you sad to see what happened to his hard drive this past week?
2: No. Uh, uh, I haven't been on on Facebook in like four days.
0: Okay, so Um, it was in his will that any incomplete books of his were to be... Destroyed, so what they did was they removed the hard drive from his computer, which had ten incomplete books on it, and they ran over it with a steamroller he Aww. was He was so <laughs> thorough about this he even told them exactly what model of steamroller was to be used to destroy his hard drive and <laughs> That's of course so sad. and of course, the top comment that I I saw was other people saying, "I want this done, particularly just because of my internet history."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was like one. There was one day last week where it was just all these big book and literary and news stories that all hit on the same day, and that was one of them. Cause, yeah, because like that, it was Sarah Palin's defamation suit against the New York Times. It was the Museum in trouble, and it was BuzzFeed now is using. Allowing banner ads after demonizing them for you know, five years, or however long Buzzfeed's been around, yeah, there, there was a lot of people that were very upset about it. But hey, it was in the guy's will, and you gotta understand that it was his art. He Doesn't want somebody else picking it up and turning it into some sort of monstrosity, you know, like the Hobbit.
2: <laughs> oh, shots fired! Bye. Not
0: the book, the movie. Book is fine, and I'll even give props to *The I'm, I'm talking the, the, uh. Yeah. The, the trilogy that shouldn't be a trilogy.
2: Yeah, although I'm I haven't checked on this in a while, but like people are still free to adapt Terry Pratchett's work into like T V shows and whatnot, right? That's still and, a thing.
0: Oh yeah, in fact Good Omens is coming out soon. They announced Good Omens is coming out starring Michael Sheen and David Tennant.
2: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Ooh. And it looks interesting. It looks fantastic. In fact, that's been on my wait list for a long time. I've been waiting to get that one.
3: I yeah. haven't read it, but I've heard a lot of good things about it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's on my wait list right behind uh, *Man in the High Castle*. I've been—I think the sec- when I first set up oh, my audiobook account on OverDrive with my local library, the, one of the first <laughs> books I requested was *Man in the High Castle*, and *Good Omens* was like third or fourth on the list uh, of ones I requested and I've been reading audiobooks steadily for the past year plus, and I'm still at the same place on the waiting list for Man in High Castle and for Good Omens.
3: Yeah, I had the good fortune to check that book out of the library two years before the TV show. Nobody waiting to pick
0: it up. I don't know what I'm going to read next.
3: I guess I'll be reading Paul's book next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go.
1: Yeah. Yes. Have you heard of uh, the Churchill Orwell book that came out a while back?
2: No, what?
1: I mean, check it out. Um, I
0: read. I church- got from my dad. But- I read Chor- Churchill's bomb a few weeks back. That was excellent. All about the British uh, nuclear program during World War II. Oh, cool. Uh, just the last, right before Dune uh, Dune uh, Messiah, I'd read Al Franken's new book. And, oh, it's so good. It's a a good guide if you ever want to run for Senate and happen to be a successful comedian who was on Saturday Night Live. You know, there's so many He had some
1: good uh, interviews with uh, Colbert
0: recently. Uh, I think we've droned on well enough. Let's call this a month. Okay, thank you for listening to the September 2017 edition of the Publishing Podcast, Chapter 30, Odds and Ends. Thank you to Corey Parker for coming and gracing us with his presence once again. Anything else coming up this coming month that we can catch you guys on or things you're interested in?
2: Well, on Saturday, September 16th, I will be at the District Arcade in D.C., um, hosted by the International Game Developers Association, D.C. Chapter. Um, It's going to be a showcase of independent video games. So you can just come in and play them for free. And there's also going to be classic consoles and arcade cabinets provided by MagFest. It's at a bar called Bravo Bravo in uh-huh. downtown D.C., and it'll be a one-day event only. There's going to be food and drinks and music and classic video games and indie video games from local developers, and I'm going to be there taking photographs, so it should be fun. Yeah, it, was, it happened last year, and it's become an, an annual thing also, uh, helping to organize a job fair the next weekend, uh, September 22nd. If you need a tech job and you're located in DC, um, come mm-hmm. to the job fun fair at jobfunfair.com. The goal is to be like combination on-site interviews, job seekers, networking, and then there's going to be like video games and dancing and beer pong and all sorts of crazy stuff. Have fun while you're looking for a job. I'm doing all the graphic design and web design and Whatnot and helping to organize the event.
1: That sounds intriguing and terrifying. Beerpalm, <laughs> yeah. potential employer. It, it
2: mm. is. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea how it's going to work out because it's like a new thing. Um, the guy I'm working with, new idea. He's just like, hey, what if we did this and it was fun instead of boring and uh, networking and professional attire and uh. so. This we'll see could how go well on
1: college campuses. You know, (laughs) right.
2: The goal is to attract people who work in tech, like programmers, designers, uh, data scientists, that industry. Who can also legally drink at the beer pong event. Yes, there will be free beer. (laughs) Oh, I I might come on down. down. Yeah, yeah. We're also looking for sponsors. So if you want uh, to set up an office and interview people (laughs) over beer pong, actually. I don't know if Beer Pong itself is going to be there. I just came up with that off the top of my head. But oh. there will be other silly, silly games going on.
0: We'll talk offline. Oh. I would have some ideas. Mm-hmm. All right, Paul, you got anything?
1: I'll be going to the New York Renaissance Fair. Not as an employee or anything, but as a ne'er-do-well. <laughs> this upcoming Saturday the 9th and uh, Saturday the 23rd as well, I believe. Don't bother me on the 23rd. Ro- that's the romantic weekend. Uh-huh. Wink, wink, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you see me on the 9, you can bother me. <laughs> Apart from that, I might be starting another project. I had a, a an ar- another artist contact me who wants to develop a graphic com- uh, graphic novel, and he wants Ooh. me to work on the storyline for that. So I'm waiting for notes. Cool. So should be fun. Now that I'm done with Will the Magi, at least until Corey gets it back to me, then I'm I'm working other things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, then, Corey.
3: Work and taking care of my new dog I just retrieved from the kennel.
0: Oh, puppy.
3: Yeah, that's
0: about it. Well, Of course, yeah, we'll be busy with the 2017 AS21 Annual coming out at the beginning of October. Poetry, short stories, excerpts, essays. In fact, I just this weekend, while sitting in a darkened hotel room, I wrote my essay for the annual, which will be uh, (laughs) a chapter of my forthcoming book on weight loss. So, coming out as an essay first so i'll have to send that Corey's okay. way for editing
3: annual is always fun to work on because there's such a great variety of stuff and the new people submit every year yeah we that's had a good.
0: nine-year-old submit poetry yeah. this year so
3: oh that's awesome
0: yeah and we got stuff from as far as i think there's someone in africa uh, a couple people in europe yeah. Uh, oh, nice. Some returned submit p- p- uh, people who had submitted previous years of you know submitting again, and then of course some of our great AS 21 creatives submitting new work, such as uh, James D King and Michael B Judkins. So a lot of good stuff coming up in the annual, and it's I we're as we're recording this, it's still early. We've just closed the submission period, and we're kind of just taking stock of everything. Right now, I'm going through the editing process, but there's still plenty of great opportunities to advertise, to promote your work in the annual. We have The advertising link will be up until the 15th. Uh, We offer quarter page, half page, full page ads, as well as we can offer book notes where for a low, low fee of just $2, you can just add a blurb about your book and we'll include it in the annual. And we'll be hopefully announcing news about the annual release party in October, even though this is an electronic literary magazine. Uh, We will still be having a launch party like we did last year where people will be welcome to come out and read their submissions. And uh, we had good fun at Walls of Books last year. We'll see about uh, going back there again when we can work it out with Pablo and Karen all right that pretty much wraps it up for me wraps it up for us so for as21 media and the publish me podcast this is chapter 30 uh, odds and ends Remember, make sure you find us on facebook facebook.com slash publish podcast tweet to us at publish podcast or email us publish podcast at as21.com you can find us on apple Podcasts. tune in google play basically wherever you get your podcasts, it's your radio, and, and of course our home on the web, media.as21.com hosted by Podomatic. I am Keith F. Seven, publisher of AS21 Media. I'm chief. I'm
3: Ron uh
2: design consultant for AS21, and I'm gonna go fall asleep now.
1: <laughs> and as always, I'm Paul Dickinson Russell, the author of The Will of the Magi. Remember everyone, where there are thoughts and ideas, there are stories. We'll see you next month. Thank you again. Copyright
0: 2017, AS21 Media, LLC. All rights reserved. AS21 Media. What do you want your story to be?